Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is July the 24th, and our passage for today is Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and here's what he was saying. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, that is, John, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Now, this is a quotation right out of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3, talking about the pathway for God himself to walk. Yes, the scripture is a quote that says the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of Yahweh, prepare the way of Hashem. Prepare the way of Adonai, God himself. And that is what John was doing. He was making the way for Jesus the Messiah, who is God walking and God talking. And in order for people to receive Jesus, they had to change their mind about who God is. Not that he is any less, but that God himself would have to come and rescue Israel and all the people of the earth from their sins because only God could do it. And so the people had to change their thought patterns and their thinking. That's why the word metanoieo, which is the Greek word for repent, that means to change your mind, change your way of thinking, which determines your direction. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mind, the innermost being, the splagna, his bowels, his gut, out of his innermost being will come the issues of life. And so John was saying, you need to change your mind about the message that you have been believing. You need to change your mind about the rabbi that you're going to follow, the teacher that you're going to follow, the truth about how a man is made right with God. You see, a person was never made right with God by keeping the law. The law was not given to say. The law was given to show the moral nature and character of God and his expectations for us. It was codified, the moral law of God, and no man could keep it. And it was given to show us that we needed a Savior. This is what the Apostle Paul said in Galatians. This is what he said in the book of Romans. And whether you are a Jew or Gentile, the only way you can be saved is by trusting God's Word himself. And that is God's Word in the person of Jesus Christ. And so John is saying to the people, you need to change your mind about the message you believe. You need to change your mind about the master you're going to follow. And so the scripture says that after it describes John and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all coming out to see what he was saying, in verse 13 it says, then Jesus came from the Galilee to John at the Jordan 
to be baptized by him. Now, this was near a place called Beth Arba. That is, it was the place where John was baptizing. We know the area where that is, where it was, where it ever shall be. It is not far from Jericho. And John was baptizing in that lowest point on earth. And while he was there, Jesus came to him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you're coming to me. But Jesus answered and said unto him, John permitted, allow it to be so, for thus it is right, it's fitting, it's the right thing to do for us to fulfill all righteousness. That is to do what is best. Then he allowed him. And when Jesus had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved love son in whom I am well pleased. Now I want to talk to you about Jesus being baptized and why he was baptized. To do that, I need to help you to understand what baptism is and what it's not. First of all, it has nothing to do with washing away of sin. If that's the case, Jesus wouldn't have been baptized. No, it has to do with a couple of things that I hope that you will remember. It's primarily associated with identification. Now, remember that. Baptism has to do with identification. Secondly, it has to do with illustration. Those are two I words that you can remember. It has to do with identification and with illustration. So why was Jesus baptized? Why are we baptized? Why are those who are followers of Jesus baptized? Why were Jews being baptized before Jesus ever came? Why were they familiar with this? Well, baptism, as I can see, and as far as I can trace it back is about 150 years before Jesus. It might have been going on before then, but at least that long. And here's what it was for a proselyte, someone who was a heathen, someone who was not uh, Jewish, but wanted to follow in the ways of Torah and wanted to become a disciple, a Talmudim, a Talmud or a Talmudah, a woman or a man who was a follower of Judaism. With men, they were circumcised, but then they started baptizing as well. Now, what was baptism? Baptism was the putting of a person completely underwater or a person immersing themselves in the presence of another and as a witness. And what they were doing is saying, as a proselyte, I no longer believe the old message. I have found more insight. I have found greater light. And I now want to believe this message and profess that openly and publicly by showing I have died to my old belief system. And now I am being raised to walk in a new kind of way with a new belief system a more enlightened belief system, and I'm following a new master, a new rabbi. 
That's exactly. There is no such thing as a Jewish person who's Jewish, who is religious, that doesn't have a primary teacher or a primary teachers. That is a rabbi, someone that would teach. And this is why, by the way, that the Ethiopian eunuch, who was a Jewish proselyte, he was an African that had come up from Ethiopia, and he wasn't a Jew by nature. He was a proselyte. And he had been up to worship, and he was headed back down the Gaza Strip, and the Lord told Philip to go and join himself to this Ethiopian eunuch who worked for the queen of Ethiopia. And uh, Philip went up and joined himself to him. And the man was reading in the place that we call Isaiah 53, that the Messiah that he was reading about, uh, that he didn't know was the Messiah. The prophet was talking about how this person, whoever it was, was being led as a lamb to the slaughter. And so the Ethiopian eunuch asked Philip, he said, was this prophet talking about himself or another? And Philip started at Isaiah 53 at that passage and preached unto him Jesus. You can read about this in Acts chapter 8. And as soon as this Ethiopian eunuch who had already been immersed, who had already been circumcised, who had already identified with the Judaism, who had already identified with the message of the hope of Jews, which was the Messiah and the resurrection of the dead. And he said, here is water. What hinders me? What keeps me from being baptized, being immersed? And he said, well, you can be if you are trusting this message. If you believe, if you trust what I have told you and what God says, what the prophet is talking about, and he immediately stopped the chariot and was immersed, was baptized. Why was he doing that? He was identifying with the message that he had just read in the prophets out of the prophet Isaiah. Why? Because he was going to follow a new master, and his master was Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, who now he understood by the preaching of Philip was the Messiah. And he believed that and trusted that and was baptized. So you say, okay, it's for, it's for identification. And so I've got that. Uh, okay, what's this illustration thing? Well, it shows a death to an old belief system. That person showing that they have been buried, they go under the water. They come out of the water showing a resurrection, that is a new way of life, a new way of thinking, to follow a new message and a new master. This is why the Apostle Paul picked up on that in uh, Romans chapter 6 and says, All of us who are followers of Jesus, we are buried with Him by baptism unto death, and we are raised to walk in a new kind of life. We have a new way of thinking. We've repented of our sins. This is why on the day of Pentecost, the Apostle Peter said, in answering the question of Acts 2.37, what must we do to be saved? Peter said, repent, all of you, and everyone that repents repents needs to be baptized because you have received the forgiveness of sins. And so that's what they did. They were showing that something indeed had happened, a change in their mind, which led to a change in their direction. And now they were openly, unashamedly professing through baptism, that Jesus was their master, that the message of the cross and the message of his substitutionary death, burial, and resurrection was the message they believed, and they believed that Jesus was the Messiah, and he was their new master. This was the message of the New Testament. So it illustrates a death, burial, and resurrection. So why was Jesus being baptized? 
Now, let me just clarify something else for you. The word baptizo is not an English word. Baptizo is transliterated letter for letter. That's right. The B is a beta. The A is an alpha. Uh, the P is a pi and so forth. Baptizo. Baptize. What does it mean if it's a transliteration? Well, then letter for letter, what is the definition? The definition is immerse. The definition is to bury. The definition is to plunge. The definition is to dip. Not sprinkle. Never does it mean sprinkle. Never does it mean sprinkle. In the Koine Greek, it is talking about immersion. That's the primary meaning of it. So you put someone into a substance and bring them out. You immerse something. You immerse them. Sometimes it's used for uh, the word for burial itself. Like the an animal is drowned. It's buried. That's the way it would be used. And and on and on. The idea is putting someone under the water. Why? Because of what it means, the meaning of it, not just the definition of the word, but the very meaning of the act itself. It shows a death to something, a burial, and a resurrection, a death to an old way of life, a death to an old belief system, a death to an old direction. And now that person is being raised to walk in a new direction, with a new mindset, with a different mindset altogether. And now he has a new master. She has as a new master. That person is following someone else besides whom they were, who they were before they went under that water to show the death, burial, and resurrection that they've had. So if indeed it is identification with a message, with a, a master, with a direction, then why was Jesus being baptized? Well, what was John preaching? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Messiah is coming. That's the whole reason I'm here. I'm fulfilling the prophecy of Elijah coming before the Messiah. I'm fulfilling the prophecy. I'm fulfilling the prophecy of the prophet Isaiah, who said that Messiah was coming, and when he comes, the kingdom of heaven is coming with him. Jesus was baptized, listen, to identify with the message of John the Baptist that indeed the Messiah is coming, and it is Jesus. And this is why when Jesus came up out of the water, he had so identified himself as the Messiah and the message of the Messiah of repentance that John was preaching, that when he came up out of the water, God the Father in heaven, Almighty God, testified openly and publicly that this was Himself, His only begotten Son, His one-of-a-kind Son walking on the earth, God walking, God talking as a man. You see, Jesus was 100% God, 100% man, and He was walking now on the earth. And the reason that He had come was to die as a substitute, as the Lamb of God for the sins of the world. This is why in the Gospel of John it records that when he when John the baptizer, the immerser, saw Jesus coming, he said, Look, here comes the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. And so Jesus identified himself as the Messiah, and that's what the purpose of baptism was, to identify with the message. And John didn't want to baptize him, and Jesus said, John, we need to do this. It's the right thing. It's part of why I came. 
and I want to identify with the message that you're preaching. My Father will validate what I'm doing. The Spirit of God will light on me as a dove. He knew this, and this is why he was following through. And so that is what all, this entire chapter is about, is showing the formal anointing of Jesus as the Messiah through John the Baptist, who was his cousin, who knew that he was the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world. When they asked John, are you the Messiah? He said, oh, no, I'm not even worthy to undo his shoes. I, I, can't, I can't even touch the hem of his garment. However, he is among us. Look, there he is. There's the Lamb of God. And so that is the story behind chapter 3. What was the message of John? Repent. What was the message of Jesus? Repent. What was the message of Peter? Repent. What was the message of Paul? Repent. Look it up. It's there. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.